From what's on to what matters, it's Tracy Mack on Newcastle in the Morning, only on Newcastle Live. Welcome back to the program. Thanks for your company. It is uh, 27 minutes past 11 here in uh, in Newcastle West and it's 16 degrees and sunny. Yay. Thank God. Finally. Finally. An event that was set to bring more than $8 million into Lake Macquarie's local economy has been cancelled. The Air Race World Championships posted on social media over the weekend that they'd cancelled the three events that they had planned for 2022, the Malaysia event in September, the October race in Indonesia, and very sadly, the November 19 and 20 event to be held in Lake Macquarie. It has been a huge hit to... uh, to not only tourism in the area, it's been a huge hit to uh, to the economic development wing of Lake Macquarie Council. Joining me on the line now to discuss what the race being cancelled means, it is Dantia CEO Joshua Sattler. Good morning and welcome, Josh. How are you? Good morning, Tracy. Thanks for having me. Yeah, good. It's, it's nice to see the sun out. Isn't it just? It's wonderful. <laughs> I, I still reckon that they're, they're just flicking a coin at the moment to decide whether it's it's because the forecast is just not what we're given. Oh, no, it's been pretty ordinary, hasn't it? Oh, just a little bit. Now, speaking of pretty ordinary, um, you guys uh, must have been disappointed when that social media came out over the weekend uh, that our race had been cancelled. Give me the background. What do you know and how did we get to this point? Yeah, look, it was a bit. It was a real kick in the guts. I think we were always working towards holding some some type of event in in November. We we knew the others were were off the table, and the championship as a whole uh, was wasn't running as a championship for this year. But we were always hopeful that we were going to get an event. And organisers in the UK were were really supportive of that and, and, and committed to it right up until last week, um, where where the line was drawn in the sand, and they said, no, we won't be running a championship event in 2022. Um, but we are looking. At 2023, so there is a there is a I guess a bit of hope out there for next year. Josh, obviously, um, you know it, they're saying that it's COVID and economic conditions. Is it due to some of the numbers that we're seeing here in New South Wales and Australia wide? Look, I probably wouldn't think it's something domestic or, or micro within this economy within Australia. I think it's more global conditions for these guys. You know, they, they were a collective, an organisation which had the rights to run the, the World Championship Air Race. So, you know, there's probably a lot of things happening in the background which didn't eventuate for this year, but it's not to say it's not going to happen next year. And the beautiful thing is, Tracy, that we've done all the hard work. It's all, all the hard work's been done on the ground. So if it does come to fruition next year and with strong support from Matt Hall, um, I, would, I would say we're, we're probably and ready to go. We did have the rights, obviously, to uh, to first options on 2023. So it, it does sound like it, it is encouraging that hopefully it will come back. Are you hopeful? Absolutely, and I think the pilots are really pushing hard for it as well. I think they've been on the ground since 2019 at the end of that championship, so they're they're itching and raring to go. So. Um, look, we've crossed the, the, the T's and dotted our I's, so we're good to go if it happens in 2023. But, um, you know, for, for this year, I think we just uh, look at what we can put on for that weekend because obviously some people have booked accommodation uh, and a lot of people have invested in it on the ground here. So we'd like to see a plan B or something put put on the table for, for this November and we're working hard to try and achieve that. So we'll know in the next month or so if we can put something forward for those dates. Obviously, um, this has only happened over the weekend and it's only 11.30 on Monday. Um, yeah. Any ideas for what Plan B could be or it's, just, it's still got to go to a round table? 
Oh, it'll go through a roundtable process and, and have a look at what partners and stakeholders we can pull together pretty quickly. Um, but, but in saying that, we've done some work over the weekend. So, now look, we'll move forward in that direction and see what we can provide. But, um, yeah, look, all the stakeholders on the ground here have done an amazing job to get it to where it is now. So uh, if it is 2023, then, then that's something we work towards and, and we can just raise the sights until then. And the community have been uh, so overwhelmingly supportive of, of this event and of the concept, haven't they? Absolutely, and, and it's crystallised the realisation that we can actually do world-class events here in Lake Mac, which is which is a beautiful thing over the last six months that I've been involved. Seeing the, the, the prowess and the pedigree we've got on the ground here to deliver major events like this um, is really exciting for the future. So there's a real sense of belief that we can do these big type of events, and, and with some of the things that are happening around the lake with with the Morissette and Cedar Mill, you know, 30,000 people uh, can, can, uh, can be in attendance in, in that facility, and that'll be live next September. So we're really starting to, I guess, encapsulate what, what events look like for this region in New South Wales and we can deliver it. So it's a fantastic feeling, although it's a kick in the guts for mm-hmm. now, I think next year and moving forward, we're, we're really well set up to deliver major events here in New South Wales. Well, look, best of luck with the roundtable. I can't wait to hear where, uh, what Plan B is, if anything. <laughs> so good yep. luck with that. I'm sure there'll be lots of people <laughs> knocking on your door. Yeah, there is. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. Now, last time you and I spoke, it was... Uh, it was around the uh, the 500 purple electric bikes that were about to arrive in Lake Macquarie. They're here. The next stage is obviously the e-scooters. How's it going so far? Yeah, look, really well. The, the bikes have been a slow sort of rise, and you'd expect that with some of the weather we've been having. But um, some of the trip data we've been getting, you know, we've got about 280 bikes deployed at the moment out of that 500 cap we've got within the agreement with Beam. Um, so at this stage, utilisation is quite good. So some of the bikes are being utilised up to two to three times a day, which is beyond the expectation from, from when we first deployed. We were thinking at least once a day, um, but in some areas they're being utilised two to three times a day, which is which is a really good number for, for a first deployment. And the next step of that is, you know, looking at what happens with the, with the e-scooters. So we we're still working through the machinations of the trial with New South Wales Government, but Lake Mac will be the first, um, I guess, local government area which will deploy, which is really exciting for us. I love the scooters. I must admit, I've used them in the US. They are fabulous, Josh. I mean, I know that there's some concerns about you know where they go lying around streets all that kind of garbage but if people treat them properly it is a great way to get around the city Oh, great way. And they're very experiential. So from the from that perspective, you know, they put money in small businesses' pills, mm-hmm. which is the, the thing that I love. And I know that actually works for, for cities like ours. So I'm really excited about it. It's just about getting transport from New South Wales across the line. And um, we're the first ones uh, at the gate at the moment. So mm-hmm. we're ready to go. And hopefully three to four weeks, you'll see them dashing around the, the shared path network. But they won't be going on roads, but they'll be on the shared path networks only. That's okay. I can deal with the, uh, with the, the shared. I think that's safer for everybody that I'm not on the road with those things <laughs> same <laughs> <laughs> now whereabouts uh, where can you find all of the locations of, of where these uh, these current e-bikes are Oh, look, the easiest way to do it is just download the Beam app uh, and on the app it'll just come up like little little radar blots all across the screen where they are and, and you just make your way towards those and click the QR code and away you go. So it's different to the Bico ones, which are, are in, um, they have stations. Obviously, you've got to go back and put it back into a station. These guys are a little bit different to that? 
Yeah, these are what we call geofence. So they'll have a, um, a virtual station, so you won't see them, you won't trip over them, um, but they'll be there. So they'll incentivise you to park in these areas, um, and they'll talk to you as you're going past. Here's a, here's a parking zone. You can you can enter right here, or no, you can't enter right here. You've got to move on to the next one. Um, so rather than putting hard and fast infrastructure in, where you don't know where they're going to be, be better utilised, um, you know, it, it's best to use a geofencing capability. So and, and because this is a trial, we don't really know where they're, where they're going to go, or where the best uses. Are. So, you know, three to four months down the track we will, um, but it's up to the community where they want to take them and we'll work with them. Where you're finding the most popular at the moment, is it Warners Bay Foreshore? No, not really, no. Wow. It's, it's through some of the, yeah, there's some of the areas out towards, um, you know, Cardiff and, and around those areas. Um, but it's, it's mostly around the areas where people need to connect to public transport um, through residential areas and then also around some of the shopping centres. So it's interesting, you know, where we deployed them in some of these natural areas. Yes, they're getting utilised, um, but uh, people are using them for transport, which is, is what they're designed for. Yeah. Um, so it's really well received. And, and I think because we've already got a base here in New South Wales where people have used these before, um, you know, they understand that they're a critical mode of transport, so and that's what they're being used for. And it's fabulous to see that they're getting people out of cars. Oh, fantastic! Mm-hmm. It doesn't. It hasn't affected Spears Point Roundabout yet, but um, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, that's it still your point. job. That's still something you have to fix, my friend. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it is. Look, I was out there. Uh, I went out to Costco on Saturday. And uh, as you said, it is just so popular out that side of the lake at the moment. You know, there's there's new subdivisions going in there. You can see more work going on behind Costco. It must be really exciting at the moment for you as the economic development um, arm of Lake Macquarie to see some of these things going up. Oh, it's really exciting, and, and I keep talking about a growth trajectory. You know, previously, a uh, previous life I was on the Gold Coast, and mm. you know, it took ten to fifteen years for those guys to get to around that eight hundred thousand people mark. But, but I can see this place doing it in the next five years. Is what's happening around the western side of the lake and, and southwestern side, and even the northwest Catalyst area. Um, the the room for growth here is extraordinary, and it's being done right, and the investment is real. So it's really exciting times here in Lake Macquarie. It's um, you know you wouldn't want to be anywhere else, that's for sure. Oh, listen to you. You sound like you're selling Lake Macquarie. <laughs> Who would have thought? <laughs> Who would have thunk it? Look, thank you, uh, thank you so much for your time this morning. I did just want to catch up on those couple of things, but uh, but most importantly, obviously, the news that everyone's hearing, uh, you know, over the weekend and this morning that that air race has been cancelled. Keep me in the loop, won't you, on uh, on what Plan B, C, D, or E is, and uh, and we'll catch up again soon. Absolutely. Thanks very much, Tracy. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, mate. That is uh, Joshua Sattler, who is the uh, boss out there at Dantia, which is the economic development wing of uh, Lake Macquarie Council. They're doing some great work out there. They really, really are. It's just amazing. And uh, get onto either their Facebook page or onto the website and you'll find out more information about those uh, those bikes and the scooters. Yes! Can't wait for the scooter. Do you reckon I could uh, ride the scooter and, and take the dog for a walk? Do you reckon that could work? I'm not quite sure. Not quite sure. Maybe I'll ask Bonnie. She'll know those kind of things. You're with Tracy Mack on Newcastle Live. With decades of media experience, Tracy Mack brings you a smart, fast-paced morning of news and entertainment with special guests and major newsmakers for your morning fix. Join Tracy Mack for Newcastle in the Morning, weekdays from 9, only on Newcastle Live.